0: And welcome back to another Conquest Corner. On this particular episode, we are going to be continuing our deep dive through the different units for the Old Dominion. In particular, we're going to do the Maroi and the Cares today. So we're going to take a look at pretty much the available light options that this army has. We are probably going to go through most of this arm before I get into some of the others. I haven't decided exactly what the goal today. If you're watching on YouTube, you might see this shirt a bunch because I'm hopefully going to be recording several of these today unless I record something different a little bit later. But I wanna get through these. Um, you'll see them probably a couple of releases each over the next few weeks. And that way then we can get into some of these other factions and start talking about those as well. So the point of this, I take a look primarily at kits that are double boxes. So we can talk about the two different things you can make out of the box, why you might wanna run over the other, amounts that you may want, all those sorts of things. It's just a nice natural way to do this discussion keep in mind if you're looking for this or any other conquest products uh on the youtube we do have a link in the notes um to be able to get yourself 10 percent off there's a show code terrain kickers as well as a link to click on for it like i said you get 10 percent off it also helps support the show so if you'd happen to have any of the stuff you want to pick up or any of this uh interests you when we're done you decide that you're lacking some of these ghosts and you need them it's a great way to be able to both save yourself some money and help us out as well all right, so this one will probably be, hopefully, I know I said that on almost every single one of my videos, a little bit shorter. And I think it actually will be because, at least when we take a look at options, there's only one character that even takes these. So we're just looking at the Archimendrite. So the Archimendrite is your only option if you actually want them. As you'll notice, the Cares are the mainstay. The Restricted are the Moroi. Since that's really your only option, you're really looking at one to two. Now, I, I know you can run double Archimendrite because characters... Um, you're allowed to run two of, so you theoretically could get to four, but that that's that's just not a good idea. One, you'd have to have so, so many of them. Two, they're light, so you have tons and tons of non-scoring. Yes, I know you can test and all, but if you can't score, you're not really going to win this game. Um, actually, you know, it, it's just not going to go well for you. And the only other thing you'd be able to take are Legionnaires or more care, so or cultists, things that don't score anyway, so it, it's... Not a good list. So we're saying one to two of those, probably honestly one to two of Cares as well. Personally, when I run them, I don't always run them. I used to run them a bunch early. I've really stopped running them for quite a while. I just ran them in a game I played versus 100 Kingdoms. I'll talk about the Maroy in that because that's what I use was Maroi. But it's not that they're not good. I j- we now have a bunch of other choices. I've just been playing with the other choices more. So for options to take them, this is your only option. You have to take the Archimandroid. That's how you get them in the army. So, we'll talk about them, then we'll talk about um, the ways they support the army, the character choice uh, of, of what other characters can do, if anything, for them. Just because you can only be taken with Larker Mandre doesn't mean that Hired Deacon couldn't help kind of ideas. We'll talk about what they do, what they really don't, but we'll get to all that. Alright, so, both of these are light, they're both infantry Cares are 160 points, the Marois are 180, so reasonably close in points. The Cares are going to be more of your shooting type unit, the Marois are more of your light blender unit. Both of these have the base rule that characters cannot go in here. So when you are taking that Archimandrite, you have to take at least a unit of Legionnaires or or a unit of Cultists, a Regiment of Cultists, in order to then get into these. So that does mean that you are essentially three max between the two, no matter what you wanted to do per Archimandrite that you're going to run. Um, let's discuss a little bit of the stats and then we'll get into some of the special rules. So, where they're the same, they're both move six, which is good. A-, a lot of our army, our general infantry, tend to be move five. So, that extra inch is really, really worth it. Um, they are both four wounds. They both have no resolve, of course, no defense, but they're evade two. Evade two is definitely a feast or famine sort of thing. You'll always have it, but there's not a guarantee that you'll make any of those rolls. And with only four wounds each, you might lose stance pretty fast. At 160 and 180, these guys are reasonably expensive um, for not necessarily for what they do, but for when you think of like units, getting them out early, they have quite a bit of a cost. So survivability can be a very big issue with them. When you look at the Cares, so when you look at this shooting unit, they do have a volley of two with a clash of one, that's fine, keep out of combat, and four attacks. When you look at the Maroi, they have no volley, they don't shoot anyway, clash of two, and six attacks. So six attacks a stand, that's actually down from what it used to be. For anyone who played before or didn't know, it used to be that every single model, so a stand was always four wounds because you had four models, you pick off a model for every wound. There used to be two attacks per model that would eight per stand. Now that they do it as flat stands, they have a little less attacks, but they're just better overall, or, or a lot of things are better overall. They might be theoretically a little worse, but still fine. Um, I want to go through the cares first. So we're going to discuss them a little bit more in terms of special rules, and we'll talk about their fitting. So first of all, they are devout. Keep in mind for devout, that means if you get a spell cast on you, um, one failed spell casting dies, converted to a success. So when you're targeted by a priest, I should say. That can help because you do have priests in this army. You do have um, for what could be cast on them. The Hierodeacon spell, sorry, not the Hierodecan, the Archimandrite spells that is a priest. So they really only need one success for a lot of those spells then because you're going to auto convert one automatically. Uh, for other ones, the Hierodeacon does have spells, but none of them are actually going to help this unit. Um, of course, both of them are animate vessel with terrifying ones. So we're not going to bother going through that. Um, They are Priest X, and it tells us that, essentially, um, even though they're a block of three or four, however many you put in, um, you may perform spellcasting action using one stand as if it was a character stand. You're one per stand for your priest level up to a max of 12. So each one of your stands counts as, essentially, a Priest 1. So if you make the minimum block of three, you're a Priest 3. You're throwing three dice for your spells. That does mean, as we're going to see, one of the memories of old gives them more priest value, so you can actually get to respectable numbers. And they are also a loose formation. Loose formation's um, a-, a change for them. They used to have strong arm. Strong arm meant that no range penalty, um, but they removed the range penalty, so they gave them loose information instead. When you're volleying, like I said, these guys do have a shooting attack. When you're volleying um, against their regiment with the special rule, it halves X, X, um, the value of its barrage special will round up to minimum of one, so if other people are shooting at you, they have the number of shots. Essentially, it's kind of like you're counting as obscured. Um, in addition, spells will only inflict half the number of hits rounded up against them. It does not um, stack with obscuring terrain. Furthermore, regiment regiment with the special cannot inflict impact hits. My first versus said because they have a shooting attack, this doesn't care about their shooting. It... Um, Sorry, uh, when I'm thinking about it, Fluid Formation would care about their shooting. The other unit has that. This is when you're shooting at them. If you're firing anything at them, they're taking half the amount of shots coming in, or spells as well, half the amount of spells coming in. So it makes them a little bit more survivable if you're going to shoot at them to take them down. Um, When we think of their attack, so it's Barrage 3, 12-inch weapon, has Sure Shot, Sure shot is that you don't take negative effects from targeting enemy regiments that are obscuring terrain or drawing line of sight through obscuring terrain. It's somewhat similar to what they had before of that strong arm. A little bit different, but same sort of idea. Essentially, no penalties. They're going to be firing threes at all times. 12-inch range, so a decent range, but on the shorter side, for this game, really, 12 inches is pretty close. For a unit that is not going to stand well in combat, if someone has a lot of very or has very strong attacks. So usually if you have really strong attacks, you don't have as many. Evade 2 could help you out. 4 wounds is going to be rough, but Evade 2. But if someone has just a lot of attacks, Evade 2, you're just going to lose out. Um. They also, like I said, their memories of old, they get 1 extra priest per stand. So when I took them, I would take them in blocks of 4 or 5. They are 50 points extra for an extra 1. So I would take them at 210, 260 sort of one of those two ranges. That means you're at least at Priest 4 or 5. Then when you get your memories of old, you can be close to Priest 10. Um, If there has been cases where I absolutely needed the spells, and we'll talk about the spells in a second, where in a later turn, if, say, I'm Tier 3, where now I can use my memories old as a draw event as well, I did the draw and then cast the spell. Um, because I might not have been in well positioned, or I was worried about how much dice I'm going to get in terms of my shot, or it was just a bad positioning sort of thing. But since you can cast your spell from one of them, only one of them needs line of sight for magic, where they all would need line of sight for shooting. So I've had cases where I'm tier three, if these guys are still alive, and I'm going to get that maximum of 12 dice, because I'll have enough, usually, Or especially if I've been hurt, then I might need to do it just to get enough um, dice to actually be able to get the spells off. But if I have, say, three stands left, I can, or maybe even four stands left, I can get to that 12 or close to that 12. Now I can actually really do some good magic on them. So um, both of these guys do have magic. Um, I think we'll go through them fully here, so let's talk about the magic here. Drain Will. I don't use this one nearly as much. It's good. I just don't. 12-inch range. uh, Attunement 3. Scaling, of course. Um, If you get two to four successes... And remember, four spells, you need two. For spells like this, obviously. um, You reduce their defense by one until the end of the round. So you can lower people's defenses. If you're going at someone where that is a big concern, this can really help out. I haven't used it as much just because I haven't run them lately. If I was running them more now, especially with certain dweg things I see out there, I might. Um, In addition, if you get four or more successes then the target enemy regiment also takes one extra hit from our death special rule until the end of the round. Now, this was clarified by game designers because there's a few different spots where this comes up. Liquid Anathema on Cultisa comes up on as well. That when it says you take one additional hit, that's to the overall total. So the way this works, you're not taking hits per stand when you're doing aura death in reality. What you're doing is you're taking aura death hits and if I have, say, we're going to get to the Maroyer, they have Aura Death 3. So every one of my stands that you're touching, you're going to add 3 to the amount of Aura Death hits that you take. It's not actually coming as a per stand sort of idea. It's more of a pool that the stands contribute into. So this, the fact that you get one additional hit, it's to the overall total, not per stand. So the are base Aura Death 3, it's Aura Death 3 per stand that you're touching then add one to the very end. It's not as if they were a four per stand. Um, Here it's reasonably clear, but there's other spots where the wording is a little different. There's been talk that they're going to clean that up in the future. A good spell, don't get me wrong, the lower level. You don't, the extra one of aura death isn't really that big. One, they have to be taking aura death hits for it to work anyway. And we do have that in the army, but if you're not taking bone golems, moroi, or you're not using our spells, you're not really getting it anyway. Better spell for them, at least the one I use a lot more is Insanity. Um, attunement 3, notice it is not scaling. So hit as big of a unit as you want, and the next part of it, it won't help that big unit anyway. Range is 10 inches. So you roll your dice. The attunement's much better. It used to be attunement 2, so 3 is much, much more reliable. This spell has actually gotten much better. Um, you inflict 2 hits per successful um, hit on the target enemy. So for every 3 or less that you get, you get 2 hits on them. Here's where it gets interesting. That engine unit rolls defense rolls using their lowest unmodified resolve characteristic instead of their defensive characteristic. So in essence, they take a resolve stat check. They don't take a resolve test per se, but they take a resolve stat check. You also are using the lowest, so where this is especially good is if a unit is being buffed because they're large, so they're getting a plus one or plus two to their resolve. They got a really good strong character in there. All of that, none of that applies. Um, Actually, I was just playing Hundred Kingdoms uh, as of time of recording this about two days ago, and Hundred Kingdoms, you know, they usually run very large blocks. If they're doing that to be able to up their resolve stats, characters, sometimes a little bit better result, but their general guys are pretty bad resolve, often like twos theoretically worse, but usually a lot of times on like twos. All right. Well, if that's the case, if they're on twos, then you don't care about all those other bonuses. You're getting two per. If you can get a good amount through, you might get a good amount of hits into these guys. Now, this naturally doesn't cause a morale test, even though it's magic, because it specifically says that it doesn't. We'll get into the higher tiers in a second. In the early levels, if you can target enemies that have bad resolve or would have good resolve because of bonuses and characters and things like that, or would have good armor this is a great spell to throw at them because you can get wounds on someone that you might be struggling against, especially before, before we had our Bekephalia and before we had a Varengian guard, this was the way I hurt high armor targets because if they don't have a good resolve or they only have it because of various bonuses, now I can get into them. Now, um, said no morale test on this. Should the dark power pool reach tier two, then any wounds caused by this spell cause initial one wound for every modified roll of six. So when they get to tier two, um, if they roll a six on that resolve roll, they take an extra wound. This effect is cumulative when you reach tier three. So this still happens at tier three. And the other part is when you reach that tier three, then it causes morale. So tier one, two hits per success. Tier two, your sixes will now do an extra wound when they take this, um, when they do a resolve roll. So here's a very important, careful distinction, especially if you, you have an opponent. And this has been clarified quite well currently, rules could change, but currently by game designers. It's a resolve roll, not a resolve test. So there's the distinction. When you roll your dice using your resolve stat, it is a resolve roll. It may not necessarily truly be a resolve test. So they're not testing their resolve. They're doing a resolve roll for their defense, essentially. So what that means is when they're rolling saves versus this, and they're saving at tier two or tier one as well, but essentially they're saving on the resolve stat, any sixes cause an extra wound. Then it says, hey, it's cumulative in tier three. So it continues happening in tier three. The other nice part is that then in tier three, it causes morale tests. Here's why that matters. That means when you're in tier three, when you're making your morale test, your morale test is a resolve roll, which means that your unmodified sixes on your resolve test also trigger the extra wound. This was all Quite nicely, if if you go on the Discord, all of this was actually quite nicely clarified and talked through. Is essentially these are all and conditions. When you go to the next tier, you have this and you have the other thing and you have the next thing. So it all stacks very nicely together. So as a as a as a simple example, um, let's say you shoot into an enemy unit and you got three successes, which means that you got six hits. All right, they roll and and let's say you're. A higher tier. So in tier one, they're going to roll their resolve. It doesn't matter what they were, they were all sixes, let's say. If they were all sixes, they still only have taken six wounds. Let's say now you're tier two. Now you're tier two, same thing. You got three hits, six, six in, and they failed all six on sixes because we're talking about just maximums, so we can make sense of these numbers. Well, each of those sixes count as two. So now instead, they've taken 12 wounds. All right. When you get to tier three, all right. Three hits in, they, I'm sorry, three successes, which means six hits. All right, so you got six hits on them. They roll their six dice, they rule all sixes. They wish they were playing 40K instead. All right, that means essentially they have now taken 12 wounds. All right, now they go to do their resolve test because, or morale test, I should say, because morale now happens at tier three they're taking the morale on 12 wounds because that's how many wounds you've actively done to them. If they rolled sixes on these, on this morale test, every six is two more wounds. So that means like in this case where you got those three hits and they're maxing everything out every time, if you're on tier three, they're taking 12 to start from the, essentially, the wounds coming in, and then from the morale, if you rolled sixes all again, every one of those is two more. You could theoretically have 36 wounds going into this. Now, is that going to happen? Obviously, no. But it's important to realize that at tier three, if they're alive still at tier three, that all those sixes, at any time when your opponent is saving, every six is doing two. So you can do tons and tons of damage to people. That's the reason they cap you at the 12th. Um, because if not, if they're actually alive at tier three, yeah, I would just, you know, I, draw event plus one die. I would use it and my memories of old, plus one die, all of that to get as many dice as possible. This spell can do tons and tons of damage. you got to be alive long enough for it, and that's the big problem. Um, one other thing I want to clarify for both this and the other unit, because um, I-, I was a little confused about this until I read more about it you'll notice it's when the dark power pool reaches. So dark power pool reaches tier two, dark power pool reaches tier three. If you look at certain abilities, so let's close those guys out for a moment. And again, um, I put this out in an audio-only format. I will always explain what I'm doing, but if you're watching, you can see me scroll along if you have that kind of fun. Let's look at the supremacy ability for Strategos to to make sure we're clear on how something here works. For the Strategos' ability, Um, He uses supremacy. Until the end of the round, all friendly regiments in the army count the current empowerment tier as one higher. It's not that the pool is one higher. They pretend like it is. That does not benefit them. So because their rule says when the dark power pool tier two, you are not actually tier two with his ability. If you use it when you're in tier one, you're just pretending like you're tier two. This has also been clarified by Parabellum Games that, that you don't get the extra benefits there. If it says you need the pool to be X level, the pool is only X level when it's naturally there. If you do buffs like the Shrtegos' Supremacy or the Archimandrite's... Is it Dark Immolation? No. I always forget which one. Blasphemous Power. There it goes. I always forget which one's which. Blasphemous Power... Says that you count as if you're under one tier higher. What this really affects is things like draw events and stuff like that. If your specific thing says you must be tier two to have it, like these spells and all do, you don't get the bonus there. It has been clarified by them. Um, there, I think that, again, they said they might clean up some of the wording, but that does make that difference. So if you're level one. And use the Archimendrite on one of these. You count them like they're tier two, but the pool is not tier two. So your drawl event, let's pull back up the cares of Arroy. Sorry, just give me a second there. Alphabetical order, you think I'd be better at that? When we look at their memories of old, you will get that because you're counting like your tier was one higher. But your spell that says the pool needs to be a higher tier than you are now, doesn't help. So an important distinction to make that is um, a little nuanced, but very important to know. All right. So let's get into um, uses for cares in general. I really do enjoy the cares. I do like what they do. I especially like if I can get the tier two or maybe even tier three and I'm in a good position. Um, I barrage shot into people and then I insanity into them. Drain will is a good spell as well, lowering people's defenses and stuff. I, like I, said, I don't use it quite as much because insanity, especially now, is so much better than it used to be. But if you get within that half range, if you're outside of six, so you're close to someone, maybe maybe on a flank or something like that, you could get four shots for each of your stands, assuming you don't have any stands behind. But let's say you were three or four wide, you're gonna get four shots of stand each, no resolve and those sort of things. But then you're gonna insanity into them. There may or may not be resolve to. By the time you're going to get that close, you should be tier two at least anyway. So at least if they're rolling sixes, you're getting some extras in. You can actually start doing a lot of damage to people. The problem is you're not really survivable. If they get into close combat, you're just going to have to run because you're only Clash 1. Um, the magic you could still do. So you could always magic and then leave, but you're not really going to want to swing. It's not going to do you any good. Um, At this moment, it's probably a little... They're a little better than they used to be. One, insanity is better, but also because now you do have these bigger targets. Earlier in the army, when you had, you didn't have your precephaly, you didn't have your Vringian Guard. You maybe only had your cataphracti. They were the main, early, these guys were the target or either one of them and then Cataphracty. And then, you know, now you have a lot more targets. So these guys might go a little bit unnoticed or you can be a little more cagey with them, kind of keep them back a little bit. Um, We'll talk about other effects you can get for both of them through Archimandrites and all like the Archimandrite healing them up or counting their pool as higher. So you can get those extra dice without the memory of old. You're probably not realistically getting the spell off very well, but when you do two dice per stand, now you're actually really starting to go somewhere. So the problem is that you're reasonably fragile with four wounds on a two up or a two under save. I should really say for this game, you'll go down a lot faster than you think. Um, Although you get spells on them much easier with that devout. So, all right, let's talk a bit about the Maroi and then we'll kind of do some comparisons and talk a little bit more about it. So, as I remember, these guys are Clash 2 with 6 attacks. These are your Blender-type unit. Their Fluid Formation, Fluid Formation is a great rule for them to have. Um, You get a free additional reform action during activation. It either has to be before you start any activations, essentially your actions, or after your actions are done. So you get to do it before you do anything or after you're done doing everything. Um, your line of sight is any arc, stuff like that. Um there's no worry about the volley part or anything like that. Um, but you have line of sight from all your arcs, not just from your front and everything like that, which helps. All right, pause there briefly just to there's two rules to look up, but it's it's fine. So fluid formation is great for them. That means they're never truly out of position because when they go, they can do some good rotation, or you can um, reform to get more ranks. And so you could start them as a little tight four block, which is sometimes what I do. I'll do the fluid formation when the time comes to widen them out before I charge them into people. Um, so they have R death three. Remember, R death is when you start in base with them. So the way this works, if an enemy draws their card. While they're in base with them, they're going to suffer hits depending on your R or death number for every stand of theirs that they are touching of yours. So if it's a little three block and there, someone in their unit is touching these three stands, hey, that's R or death nine. So they're or sorry, um, nine hits R or death three per stand, nine hits total. Um, it, they go into some more details, but that's the essence of it. There's some weird things about um, like when you draw the card versus not, all that kind of stuff, and it does happen before draw events. So. Um, and if you're in a garrison, obviously it doesn't happen. So you can read a little bit more about that for some of the nuance, but most of the easy cases, um, R death three, it no longer does morale test or R death no longer does morale tests in general. That's where the R death is better than it used to be. I believe it used to be two before since there's no more morale. Most people went up by about one on R death. Some people did too. Um, I did do have that do a lot of good to me, um, the other day because it was a unit that I just couldn't get the number of swings into. I, I, with my other unit, I just didn't have it. So this unit went in there. I would use an Archimandrite to buff them to aura death 5. So now if you go off, every one of my stands that you're touching, that's 5 aura death hits for each of them. There was 4 stands in that particular grouping. That's 20 hits. Nice auto hits. I might not be resolving, but I'm okay with that. Um, The other thing is Animate Vessel, terrifying. Everyone gets those. They have spells as well. Um, Memories of Old, real fast first. Priest plus 1 per stand and cleave 1. So when you get to tier two or count as tier two that cleave one now means six attacks naturally on twos and that does make it a bit rough but on twos threes when you get to charge in or threes if you survive somehow to tier three um the cleave one means now you actually are helping to blender units if they have a decent defense you're at least on it by one so you can cut cutting through people Um, didn't mention it before with the cares but they are on volley too obviously they could take the aim action i almost never do if i can reach with a spell or if i can move and get in range with a spell because i want to do both things instead so both of their base attack don't necessarily do that much cares get a lot of viability from spells maroi don't i guess i guess it's mori it's probably what it's supposed to be. I always say Moroy, but it's Catafracti, Bukeville, E, O, I is E. So Mori. Let me start saying Mori because that's actually more correct. Um, they do have two spells as well. The big thing you'll notice is they, base, do not have any spellcasting dice. They need Memories of Old to do it. And they're only getting one die per stand. So you're looking at if you take a minimum three block that you have to be at least tier two before you can cast any of your magic or count as tier two. And then you're only going to have three dice, which starts becoming a bit of a problem. Um, when we look at immolation, immolation is three, it's scaling. So that makes it a little rough because this is on themselves and they are not devout. Because um, I said it, it does count as priest, but they're not devout, so they don't get that bonus either. Um, It ups their aura death where X is the number of successful, sorry, successful score, divided by two, rounded up. So if you get... Two successes half of it rounded up is one so you can up your aura death by one that's in essence what it does okay seemed like the dog was going to bark he's kind of stopped barking immolation sounds nice it sounds nice that if they're already in combat because if you keep in mind you're not allowed to inspire so if you're already in combat there's not much for you to do other than swing and hang out if you're not going to take them down so if you could go before the opponent then you could swing at them and then immolate yourself. So that way, when they go later, they have even more hits that they're going to take. Translocation. Again, self, a 2 three, it's scaling. Um, you get to perform a free additional eight-inch march. Now, with this, you do have to spend an action to cast the spell. So it is a free additional eight-inch march, but essentially you have... Uh, one more move. You have an 8-inch move instead of a 6-inch move. However, you get to ignore anything between you, whether it's stands, characters, terrain. You have to be placed in legal position at the end. You can't overlap any other regiment stands. Um, unlike a normal move where you can do two moves and it's okay as long as you're in legal position at the end, you have to be in legal position after the one here. You can't use this and then do the normal move to do something extra with you. Um, it can even be used if you're currently engaged. So you can just leave you can move around, um, and while performing this move, this regiment may move sideways and or backwards without having its march characteristic. So if you're in a bad position and you'd rather be somewhere else, if you get the spell off, just go there. You get eight-inch move. Um, that means that you could literally hopscotch over people. If they're trying to block a charge, if they leave enough space for you to fit between, you could literally go forward in between them and then charge in, depending on distances, of course. It means if they put you into a unit that you don't want to be stuck with, you could just leave, leave and go charge a different unit, leave and go somewhere else. So the utility is there to an extent. Eight inches is not as far as you would think because if you're talking about trying to leave from engagements and all um, with the width of stands and all and how wide you are, you really don't get quite as much play as you think, but it does give you some options, especially if they hit you from a side, you could literally just slide past them to then go to the better target you prefer or to move where it's more advantageous, whatever is you're trying to do. Um, So for Maroi, they are very good in terms of a blender unit. Again, the clash isn't great, but on the charge end, they're pretty good, and the aura death will hurt people coming back, especially if people are not huge defense. If they're more middling defenses, you get a lot of good, especially if you can get into sides and flanks and, and rears and spot like that, where they're not getting certain other bonuses. Their spells, though, don't help them. Here's why. So one, they said they have no priest to begin with. Cares do. Uh, Mori, then, when you take a look at them, if you're a three block, then you now have three dice to do these spells on. Okay. Here we go. Uh, pause the video briefly if you're watching so I could pull up scaling, because this matters here. Matters a lot. When you look at scaling... Um, so it talks about what scaling does. Obviously, have more things that makes it tougher. Where's there's the scaling. For one to four stands, you don't need any additional successes. But as soon as you get to five to seven, you need one more. Eight to nine, you need two, and so on. You're not going to get these guys to ten where it'd be three. But um, here's why that matters so much. That means if you're taking a four block, you're on four dice. Now, if you got the tier three, you could technically get to eight dice if you still had four stands, because your memories of old will go off. Um, and then you use them as well. It, it, so it's a draw event, and then you can use them as an action event if you' were tier three. But that's one of your two actions, and then you just have these spells, which means when you use one, then you're out of things to do. And yeah, on eight dice you'll probably get either one you want, but unless you really need that level five or a death because immolation capture at level five for a death, it's not gonna do you much. All right, well, let's say you want the spells earlier. If you want them earlier, you probably need more than four stands. Now you're looking at five or six. I have six painted stands, so I've taken that number before. But with six, now scaling comes into play, which means you need extra success, which means you need three sexes on each of these. Since you're only on a three, that's 50-50 on each of those dice. So you're not terribly likely to get it to go off. Um, again, it's, you need, it's 50-50 per die, and you need half of the dice. So you're looking about half of the time which means your immolation then, you could potentially get up to that. If you get it to succeed, you'll be at r 5 great. You could get your translocation. But that's about it. As you want more stands to get the spells to do better, then it makes it harder to do the spells. In general, they're never better than about a 50-50. Maybe you can get a little bit better depending on some numbers or certain things like that, but you're not getting much better than that. Even if you are, even if it was, say, 60-some percent of the time, I don't think the spells are worth it for that. Um, if I'm already stuck in combat, I'll go for emulation because why not? But otherwise, translocation has not served me that well, and I'd rather have the six move than maybe get the eight. In most cases, again, there's going to be some niche cases we could talk about, but I find it doesn't really do as much. Um, if they had, if they were um, essentially priest one each stand to start with, much like the cares are. The Mori would be much, much better. You would actually use their spells. You would be fine taking the action for it. Right now, the way I see for the Mori, I move them forward as I can. I try to be cagey because, again, they're four wounds each on to evade. Not super survivable. They really need the charge. If someone charges them, Clash of Two is really tough to cut through good people with. I'll be cagey with them. I want them to hit it tier two, and that could either be the recommender pushing them there, counting as... Or the your counting them as, so they get their memories of old, so they get the cleave. Six attack a stand on threes on the charge in turn with cleave. You will absolutely get damage on people. People aren't going to want to have to sit there in close combat trying to take you down because since you don't resolve, if you happen to make a few of those evades or they can't fully kill you out, now you're stuck in. And if you can get in there first, you're doing R of death, so you're potentially getting double shots onto them. So uh, the Mori, I think, are really good for that purpose. Although just in general... They're more expensive and not nearly as good as the cares are. So with our more options now, I really don't take them. I took them the other day because I wanted to take some I haven't taken in a while. And they were fun, and and they did well for me. But overall, you know, like I said, I I had to run a four block. I'm looking at 240 points. Uh, I I, I don't know. Was it worth its points? Probably no. Was it fun to do? Sure. But we now have better options in terms of combat and blenders and all. If you think of Blender, Anathie are 170. So just about the same points, a little bit cheaper. They have those six attacks. They're on twos as well, but they have flurry, so they're re-rolling. Yeah, they don't have the cleave, but we have other things with cleave. And if I'm going to get a lot more hits, I'm okay with that difference of that cleave of one. Um, and Nath have a way to always be inspired. They can take the, uh, was it Dark's, uh, no, Precepts. I think it's the Precepts that does that. So they could be on threes re-rolling. They're now gonna hit 75% of the time. That's worth it over me for the cleave. And I think they're cheaper per each stand as well. Am I right about that? Yeah, they're 50 points an extra stand. So I could get, you know, a four-pack of each. I had to pay maybe a little bit extra for that princess. Well, I'm looking at if I'm doing it this way, they're what? The meroy would be for a four-pack. We're looking at the two six, uh, sorry, an extra 60, so 240. Um, For these guys, you're looking at putting on um, 50 on top. So you're looking at 220. So about 245 instead of, what, 240. So 240, 245. So about the same for four stands of each. Same amount of attacks. Um, You know, fluid formation is is really big. Um, Obviously, you could have a character go in there. Bodyguards is something. that have leaders, so they have an extra attack in one of the spots. Your ghosts don't have leaders counterattacks, so you can do some damage back to people potentially. You're always inspired and flurry means you're going to get more successful hits in general. Um, you're really banking on for the Mori that you're going to get that aura death in so you're going to get the charges. If you're not getting charges, that unit is doing garbage for you. The other reason that they were somewhat okay for me is an Archimandrite near them to be healing them. Otherwise I would have had like one stand by the time they finally got in. They started at four, down the two, healed back I want to say both stands, actually, before they went in. So uh, the Mori needs something. Give them Devout. I-, I think that could be enough. Give them Base Priest, I think, could be enough as well without Devout. But with our options now, I don't rank them very high. The Cares, I still do. I didn't run the Cares the other day, just because not had space. But I absolutely still rank the Cares very high. I rank them high because their spells are very strong. I don't use Drain Will as much, but it is a very good spell. Um, insanity is a great spell. The fact that they are base one priest per stand, when you get to tier two or count as tier two, at least then you're plus an extra one per stand. And if they can survive to late in the game, insanity can do tons and tons of work, especially if the opponent just happens to be rolling sixes on things. Um, and that does mean you have to pay attention to tier four bonuses as well. Cause if you happen to be able to get to the tier four, where the sixes on the morale test cause two as well, you have that as well. Um, their barrage attack, decent, not amazing, but the spell with the barrage is quite nice. Like I said, I've gotten to spots where I can put both onto an opponent, and now I can really start um, getting some damage into them. That loose formation also means that they're a little bit safer from other people's shooting type units as you're moving forward. Um, Of the two, if I could only build one if I used our uh, discount code Terrain Kickers and and the link below and and bought myself some boxes because I'll shill I don't care I I don't I don't have standards like that um, I would build cares um, they are more annoying to build so my cares aren't here you'll see them in if you're looking on YouTube they'll be in the picture but for the cares I have one of their weapons here. The big arm that the Cares has is much more annoying to put on because it's much heavier. I use plastic glue for this. And I do have to very carefully position because it'll slowly start moving around. Um, and I don't put half of the uh, chains with the incense burners on them. I think I think my Mori have them one per and the other ones I, the Cares I didn't even bother with because finding out where they went was annoying. I, I ugh, no. They're not the most fun models to put together, personally. Very fun to paint, but not fun to put together. If I was only going for one, I'd go for Cares. Absolutely. If I was having two boxes, I'd probably build two boxes of Cares. If you're like me, and you're a completionist, then I would start going to Mori. Um, I do have six stands of each. I have run both of them. Yeah, a giant block of Mori will do you a lot of good. They can do a lot. But of the two... I just, I don't get that same sort of feeling. It's harder to get close enough. They will be a target. People will be shooting them down or will be charging you instead. And since they're light, they're coming in earlier, assuming they come in early, um, they could take down the other person's light unit or maybe the other person pushes their light unit or they shoot them down or those sort of options. Um, They might be the only big target you have in the first two rounds, which means it's easy to zero in on them. So, I, again, they've done me well. I'm just not as thrilled. If I'm only doing one, I'm doing Cares. If you're a completionist, you can easily go for both. I would never be running more than one uh, Mori unit. I could theoretically run two Cares. Um, I think for Cares, you almost have to go to four. Three, I think the problem is, if you lose even a stand, your spells aren't happening really anymore, and you want your spells, because your spells are super, super important to you. So... I would run them as a four-pack. Running them as more can do you more as well, but at least a four-pack. Uh, for Mori, I think they had to be at least a four or five. I think you could do the three. Um, I'll put it this way. You're not going to care about the magic, so a three-pack isn't bad to try to get them cheap, to try to get a nice, cheap, deny-scoring unit to push forward, hit someone that the aura of death is going to hurt, maybe blender some damage into them and sit there for a little while, not for too long. They probably can go as threes, Four or five are better. For Cares, I think you want to go to four. Again, more could be better, but I think you're looking at minimum four for them. Um, yeah, I guess for the Mori, th- three would be okay. But again, if someone has some shooting, if you don't roll really good on ones and twos, you're going to be out of stands. And if the is not close enough to heal, you got a problem. Um, for things that support both, Archimandre obviously does. Archimandre can count their tiers one higher, so they can get their Memories of Old, which both need. Or Dark Immolation. Um, you can up or a Death on, theoretically, either one. If someone gets into your cares, you could be doing that. You could heal them up, Hasley's Touch. So it works really well, even early on, because Hasley's Touch heals one plus X wounds, whereas the current tier t- p- tier of the Dark Power Pool, that means if you've lost one full stand, you need two wounds to heal back to do it. That means you can do it when you're tier one. So you can get them back pretty fast as well um for other things that buff them honestly not much because we already talked about how their strategos ability and the dark uh sorry um, blasphemous power only help their memories of old it doesn't help their spell type things and other pieces because it doesn't happen there um you can't put characters in with them so that's a no-go no one else can take them the high spells don't aid really um, and these are not great targets for Dark Shepherd because they were very expensive. The only times they're good targets for Dark Shepherd is the Archimandrites nearby to heal back those wounds. I have used that in the past just to just to be a battery source, but I'd rather do into unit of Legionnaires who I care much less about. Legionnaires perform for me just by scoring, just by sitting there. These, pe- these don't score, so I got to do something more with them. Um, I don't see a whole lot of other buffs. So... I think if you are running them, I think you are looking at, obviously you have to have an Archimandrite. I think you're looking at an Archimandrite potentially being your leader for that Scholar of Profane so you can cast an extra spell. Um, I think you are potentially looking, I usually always, at least to some extent, oh, sorry, where is it? Treasure? I always forget where is the thing I want. Um, No, that's a dark blessing. Where is it? There it is. Um, Own Holy Mastery. That means if it is your warlord, you can cast multiple. You can be up to three spells, potentially, each of these rounds. Um, I I think you have that. I think if you are not taking Dark Mendrite as the warlord, I think you absolutely want that on you. If you have any running two of them, then you could absolutely take... What's it? Concentrated Miter? That's what? A treasure? Yeah, the Consecrated Miter. Um, to count your tier as higher, it's related to the pool itself, so that way you can get more dice for more reliability, um, especially because you have a pretty good attack spell. Um, if I run two, I run the leader with the miter, and I run the other one with um, get an extra uh, cast, uh, a holy mastery. Couldn't remember the names. If I'm going to run a bunch of them, I'm probably running the double arc command drag list because I want to be able to heal both of these units. And I can do that then. Um, if I'm running just about anything else, I might take one of them just because I feel like it or I feel like taking some lights. Or like I said, right now, we really don't have lights. A lot of our lights are the units that aren't aren't available yet. So for legal tournament play, these are really your lights beyond, obviously, the Fallen Divinity. Um, if you're taking Fallen Divinity, absolutely don't take these. Um, I don't take them because the Fallen Divinity, yes, the Fallen Divinity scores, but it only counts as two stands ever. And you run into problems. If you have way too many lights, you're not going to score enough. And that is an issue. And I ran into that issue the other day because I had, um, what was it? A unit, of cultus a unit of Mori, and a unit of the centaur uh, Prodomi. because I was testing those out because I want to do the centaur unit soon, but I want to try both of them first. And then it was a mission. It was mission one from the card pack, which was six objectives. I already had three light units. I only had like three or four other units that could score. So it 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 made it rough. The game still came very close. I was able to take it out. And when I talk about my cataphractic, my cataphractic unit took out like a thousand points uh in in one turn. One of their, one of their goes. So I, I ended up going well, but because I couldn't score early, I was down huge in points. So even though I took out like half the other army, I was still down huge until like turn nine. So Alright, um, I think that Belabor is enough for these two units. If you're I said, if you going with either of them, um, the Cares are the better. I really do think the Cares are a really, really good unit. The Mori needs something. I don't know what it is. Now, they balance pretty well in this game. At some point, they'll probably get a little bit of a rebalance, and that'll help them. But for right now, if you're going to build them, build up your Cares. Save your Mor- Mori, and look to some of our other units that we have for your attacking and your blundering, Because now we actually have them around. All right, that does it for this particular video. As always, you know, thank everyone who does watch. Um, you should be seeing you should be seeing this. I'm recording this on Tuesday. You'll be seeing this either late Tuesday night or early Wednesday morning. You should see at least one more other thing from me this week. With this, um, we should hopefully be recording another episode of the podcast now that Dan's feeling a bit better. He's able to sit comfortably. Um, I said it before, but for anyone who didn't know, Dan um, ended up having to have some surgery. Um, But now he's able to at least sit his computer and all. So we're hopefully going to get back to doing some recordings. A lot of it depends on his health. We're obviously taking it seriously depending on how he sees. But if his health is in such a way where we can record, we absolutely will. If not, you'll be seeing more stuff from me, um, especially because I've been doing a lot of resin printing lately, um, waiting for some other um, safety things to come in. So I might not be printing over the next day or two, which means I'll be doing more recording. So you should see another video related to Old Dominion. I'm going to try to get the 100 Kingdoms video out as well. That might be more of like weekend or early next week. And then um, a few more videos to finish out Old Dominion. I'm probably going to be trying to record them all this week, whether or not you'll see them this week. And then some Imperialis stuff. If you're interested in Legion's Imperialis, right now there's a video up for at least a few more days as of time of seeing this for you to tell me what Legion army I'm painting. Because I don't know which one to do, so you're making the decision for me. That way I don't have to. Um, I'm also going to put up some video as I finish up my Solar Auxilia to talk about them, list ideas, and exactly what I'm going to do with those. And we'll have battle reports for them coming up hopefully in about another week or so. We're going to be recording those. All right. I think that belabors it all. Enough for here. So on behalf of everyone here at the show, then, have some good hobbying and some great gaming.